It's 12 o'clock noon in Los Angeles, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Hey, you guys, how are you? Good to see you. Get, actually, I'm lying. I don't see anybody. <laughs> Let me get that chat room open and say hello to everybody. And Liz is already reminding you to hit that like button. This week, we're going to do the top 10. There we are. I'm confirming that I'm there, and I am. Hello, guys. Um, anyway, yeah, we're going to do top 10, and I want to let everybody know who's never been to a top 10 before that uh, it's not like the 10 most forwarded things or the 10 most successful this week. Uh, it's 10 things that the screeners and the A&R staff at the office found that they thought would be cool to feature. So we feature them in the newsletter and we feature them on the show. And uh, so that's what we're going to do is play some music. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, and I have a feeling that we'll finish these up and have some time left over. So when we do, if you want to, we can do a little Ask Michael Anything, do a little Q&A. Um, hello, Martin, Heidi, Ewert, Jimmy, Jesse, J. Peck, Ewert, Williams, Martin Frog, already said that. Let's see who else we've got in there. Do a quick hello to everybody. Oop, there we go. Um, Matthew Kaiser, Anik Fattis, Forrest McDonald. There we go. Okay. I'm going to scoot you guys over this away. Actually, no, I'm going to keep you over here so I can see the meters. Um, how does my audio sound today? My songwriter123 says, Michael, you're looking good. Well, thank you. You know what, though? I forgot to turn on the air conditioner. Let me... Uh, Flick that on real quick so that I'm not getting like all sweaty and drippy during the show. And then we will have at it and listen to some music. Hang on two seconds. Okay, air conditioning functioning, I'm functioning, all is good. Let's see what we've got here for the first song. And there we go. Okay, so we're going to start out today um, by listening to our featured artist for this month which is Jonathan Varghese, also known as Johnny Wolf. And the song is called Somewhere. Let's have a listen. You know somewhere deep inside your heart We were never meant to go this far Never end the story that was dope from the beginning. All I ever wanted was a shot of fun to have. 
happiness Reacting to the fact that there's nothing after this All of my, yeah All of my efforts are inadequate Still I keep on trying like a masochist But days go away and Also losing my mind a bit Still stop and pray but Losing the track of the time it is Lost in the sauce cause I never know what's going on Eyes got the gloss when Everything's gotta be going wrong goes wild. Maybe they're going wild for that profanity. Sorry about that. I had no idea. Liz, uh, can you send an email to the A&R team and tell them not to supply me with songs for the top 10 that have profanity? Um, anyway, it was a good song. Um, what can I say? Uh, like the writing, like the vocal performance, like the keyboard part, uh, and frankly, the profanity wouldn't bother me personally, except, you know, there could be kids in the room. Sorry about that. We don't like to uh, broadcast profanity uh, when kids could be walking through the room. And I know that some of our members actually hang out with their kids while they watch the show. Never give away your old analog keyboards, that's for sure. But I do give you permission to give away your DX7s. Uh, while it was a groundbreaking piece of gear back in the day and uh, it did lots of cool stuff, it just didn't sound that good to me. I always had to run the DX7 through like uh, a LA-2A or something, uh, you know, anything with tubes to try and warm it up. Um, anyway, so that's that. And let's move right on to number two, which is called Snap Snap by Nancy Bolin. Hello, Nancy. I saw you in the chat room somewhere. Um, also known as Ari, A-A-R-R-E, Ari. I hope I got that right. Please forgive me if I didn't. Let's have a listen to Snap Snap. <laughs> Reality 
Awesome piece of work there, Nancy. Um, I think it was Dean that said, ready for sync, ready for commercials. Absolutely. Uh, really, really, really catchy. Very good. Uh, one of the things that makes it so good for commercials is a simple, repeatable phrase. And I, too, I saw people talking about the snare drum. I love that snare. It actually sounds uh, like one of my favorite snare sounds that I used to get back in the day. Uh, using API consoles, API equalizers, API preamps, and you get that really kind of deep snare sound with a nice snare on top that's uh, not obnoxious but easy to hear. I love it. Um, Music Monday, there you go. Actually, I'm going to take off my watch because I keep clunking the desk. Okay, the watch is off. All right, uh, next up, we've got one from Andre Winicki, and it's called, it's an instrumental, uh, and we call it Jazz.
Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, first of all, great playing on that. Uh, great engineering on it. Uh, love the drum sound on that thing. Um, love the brass sound. Um, Andre, where was Andre said, would this be good for sync? Um, or considered too busy? Um, depends on the scenario. I mean, you couldn't use it for something with dialogue on top of it. Um, it would definitely be too busy for that, but it's got movement. Um, it reminded me in the beginning of the the piano stuff on the on Peanuts, right? The piano part. Um, I'm trying to think of the kind of scene where they would use that. Um, people heading out on the road, maybe. Um, somebody doing something action-wise where there is no dialogue. Um, and of course, they, it's extremely rare that they would run the whole piece. But to start out a scene, uh, it gets you going. Love it. Um, like a dancing scene. <laughs> or a bunch of musicians wearing sunglasses out behind, you know, the backstage door out in the alley doing what jazz musicians do with their sunglasses on. Comedy. Yeah, you know what? Steve Martin movie. Um, uh, I can't think of the movie now. Anyway, what is, by the way, what is all the kerfuffle about Steve Martin doing King Tut on Saturday Night Live back in whenever that was? What, I don't know, 79, maybe 76, 77? I don't know. Um, I'm completely unaware of, of, is it problematic? Do people have an issue with it? I don't know. It just keeps popping up my Twitter feed. Marion, or the latest iteration of the Wonder Years with jazz musician Dad. Steve Martin is hilarious. King Tut was hilarious. Uh, I, I don't know what, what the problem is. People are complaining that they're playing the clip of him doing King Tut, but without um, showing the, uh, you know, the prelude to it where he does the serious little intro before he breaks into the song. Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, maybe, yeah. I love it though, the, uh, can't really do it with my hands. <laughs> you can't even see me, but the whole <laughs> King Tut thing is hysterical. Um, anyway, great piece, Andre. Uh, just amazingly good. I was at an outdoor concert last week. Um, I'm in Israel. Most of you have probably figured that out because of the time that I'm doing the show. Um, and went to an outdoor concert on kind of a hippie kibbutz. And uh, the last guy who closed out the show was named Laser Lloyd. Um, really, really, really talented musician, probably about my age. Such a badass guitar player, great songwriter, did a couple of originals. The band was cooking, really good time. <laughs> well, excuse me, I remember that. <laughs> People get offended from a breeze these days. <laughs> Maybe it was somebody was gassy. <laughs> Had a lot of onions or beans for lunch. That kind of breeze, that would offend people. <laughs> oh, man. Gilligan uh, to Africa. 
Um, all she had to do was buy her own plane ticket, which she did with her own money. Go. <laughs> I love that kid. Um, barking spiders. <laughs> um, Jesse, you know Laser Lloyd? Awesome. Um, I really enjoyed it. I actually was watching him earlier today. I was doing some taxi work and watching him on YouTube while I was working. Um, but yeah, uh, my daughter got invited to a month-long trip with a family to Africa. She comes back on Friday, so I'll get to see her for about a week before I head back to L.A. Uh, but she's just having the time of her life over there. I always say I want to re reincarnate as my daughter. Uh, the kid has such good fortune. <laughs> anyway, the pictures she's sending back are, are mind-blowing, just absolutely gorgeous um she went to like a a bird sanctuary and some of the shots that she sent back of birds over there crazy they don't even look real um let's see uh what else do i want to tell you oh i know what i wanted to tell you so believe it or not every time i am over here um of course i'm seeing family i've got two daughters that live here for those of you who don't know um but I've been doing a lot of business for Taxi over here. Um, I know that there's a production music library that we built a relationship with now probably two and a half, three years ago. Um, yeah, pre-COVID, I believe. Isn't it funny how we date things now? It's like pre-COVID, during COVID. I don't know if we're fully at post-COVID, although I talked to some friends of mine uh, from LA that uh, were here while we were here and they flew back today and didn't have to wear masks on the plane. United actually said, we would love to see your faces, but masks are optional. If you would prefer to wear one, please do. Um, Speaking of birdies, is the rally for sure yet? Yes, the rally is for sure. The rally is going to be live and in person. The only way that that would get messed up is if there's like another massive COVID outbreak or something that's obviously beyond our control. But uh, the hotel contract is signed. Um, we're full steam ahead and I've actually started working on it. Uh, so that'll be exciting. We all get to see each other um, in person, live. Uh, anyway, last week I went and met with the folks at Waves. Um, you know, Waves as in the people that make the awesome audio plugins. Um, met with a great guy from the company. Um, probably spent a couple hours at lunch with him. Uh, then went back over to Waves World Headquarters, which is, I believe, four floors of a massive uh, office building um, in downtown Tel Aviv. And uh, yep, yay, plugins. I have a bunch of Waves plugins. I'm, I'm very impressed with them, uh, especially the uh, CLA stuff sounds great. Uh, Anyway, we are working on a deal that uh, will get taxi members a special taxi member discount on Waves plugins. It's not a 100% done deal yet. The intent is there to do it. Um, I just don't want to make a promise that I can't keep, but I would say it's extremely likely. Just not promising for sure that it'll happen. Um, <laughs> not the Queen Waves Training Institute of England. No. 
<laughs> not that one. I already spent my waves money. <laughs> anyway, um, if the mandates don't change by then, I can't. Oh, you guys are still under mandates in Canada? My goodness. Um, they actually just did away with the mask mandate here Saturday night at midnight. Um, there's still some people out there wearing masks, if, and if it makes them comfortable, yay. Um, yeah, what is up with that, uh, Andre? Why is Canada, are, I mean, you guys, are people back at work in Canada? I'm, can you go to a store with a mask on, but you're not allowed to travel out of the country and return back to Canada? Is that the deal? You can only date men in Canada. Ah, uh, not vaccinated, so it can't enter. No masks anymore. Gotcha. Well, hopefully by November, um, you know, maybe vaccinations won't be required. <laughs> Andre lives in a fishing bubble, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, man. Andre, I'm telling you, we're inching ever closer to me coming up and fishing with you. All right, let's see what we've got next. All right, this one is called Hypnotized by Joe Blackhurst, also known as Nasty Geographic. <laughs> Gotta love that name. All right, let's have a listen to Hypnotize. Oh, no. 
I love that. I absolutely love that. I think that's very syncable. Do you guys think so? Um, if you do think it's syncable, tell me why. And if you don't, I'm curious to see why you think it wouldn't work. Three rounds of applause from Ewert. <laughs> Won't forget those words, absolutely. Fresh, risky, and current. Syncable montage or segue between scenes. Uh, I, th I think it's good for one of those scenes where, you know, a couple of people, uh, maybe at a club or at a bar, some sort of social gathering, <clears throat> and, and they lock eyes and boom, she hypnotized me. Um, anyway, I, I think that's very, very syncable. It's very, very contemporary sounding, very cool, very imaginative and creative. Um, might be too catchy de detracting from the scene. Well, a couple schools of thought on that. Um, might be if it were used as background source. Um, maybe it's too good or too catchy for background source music, like playing in the back of a bar scene or something like that. Um, but in a montage where it's in the clear, you know, and they're playing video and the song is supposed to tell some of the story, could be great for that. Um, <laughs> E-word, S&M type scene in Fifty Shades. <laughs> Did I tell you guys that I flew over here on a private jet this time? Yeah, I, I walked onto that United flight, coughed a couple times, sneezed a bunch of times. Next thing you know, everybody got off and I had a private uh, what a 787 Dreamliner. <laughs> I am so kidding. <laughs> Closest thing I've got to a private jet is the foot-long plastic model uh, United sent me when I hit a million miles like 20 years ago. <laughs> I should have used that joke on April Fool's Day. <laughs> but I'm telling you, people are still so twitchy from COVID that I'm sure if you walked on a plane and coughed long enough, people would get off. I'll never forget uh, a flight that I was on right before COVID really hit, you know, before the, the lockdowns happened and everything. I got on a flight and uh, I sat in my seat and I was, uh, I got bumped up. United's very kind to me because I'm a million miler and I've been flying them for 30 some years. And so if they've got an open seat in first, they'll bump me up. I don't have to use any miles or points or anything. So I was lucky I got bumped up to first on that trip and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm king of the world. This is cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I sit down and uh, I was watching the news on the video monitor in the back of the seat. The plane hadn't taken off yet. I'm looking around going, well, first class kind of empty today. Maybe uh, some other people will have good fortune and get bumped up from coach to first class. And all of a sudden the lady comes up and sits 
in front of me and just starts hacking up a lung. And this is like five minutes after I just heard my first big news briefing about COVID, you know, it was, it was looking like it was going to be a pandemic. I thought, oh man. Anyway, I survived. No COVID. Um, gotta say, uh, my family and I have been very, very fortunate. Um, none of us have caught COVID. Um, and like one of my daughters has had roommates that have, have it, had it and she didn't get it. Um, one of my daughters has a boyfriend that went on a ski trip with a bunch of his buddies uh, and came back and they all had it and my daughter didn't catch it from her boyfriend. Um, this, we've been exposed a lot and, and nobody in the Lasco family has caught it yet. So maybe there's some genetic thing. Maybe we're just lucky. I don't know. We do all take vitamin D3 every day and zinc every day and quercetin every day. Um, so maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> Can you have, have you got an astral plane? Yeah, that's what I flew over here, an astral plane. <laughs> anyway. I've heard that too about the O positive blood type. And I got to be honest, at one point in my life, I knew what my blood type is. I don't know. All I know is it's red and I've got some. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's listen to some more music. Once again, that was Hypnotize. Uh, by Joe Blackhurst. Uh, I love the name. Nasty Geographic is the, the artist's name. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to listen to All Good featuring Blaze Roberts. Um, this is taxi member Ryan Conway, also known as Polywave IO. Let's have a listen to All Good. <laughs> Kick your feet up and swing on like 
loved it. Thought that was great. Um, loved the vocal performance on it. Loved the track. Uh, again, really creative. Um, very contemporary. And Forrest, don't hang up the spurs. Um, I know it, it, it's painful. It's disheartening. Uh, it's, you know, I'm old. <laughs> I get it. If I went back to making records, they would all sound like they were from circa 1976 and maybe till the early 80s. Um, virtually every one of our successful members uh, will tell you that they had so, so, so many returns in the beginning and they were just discouraged and they were submitting music they made a while back or they were making new stuff that sounded like old stuff because that's what's, you know, in their body, in their mind, down to a nuclear level in their cells, that's who they are musically. The cure for that is to force yourself to listen to contemporary music. Go to Spotify and pull up some playlists of contemporary music in the genres that the taxi listings are looking for. Obviously, listen to the references, um, and, and you're gonna find that after a while, you're gonna start thinking about melodies in a different way. You're, you're probably not even gonna think about it. You're gonna feel them in a different way and create them in a different way. Same thing with your drum tracks, everything. Um, but believe me, you are in the majority, the vast majority of taxi members go through exactly what you're going through. And every single one of our successful members that I've personally met, uh, they all tell the same story. As a matter of fact, um, Liz, if you could pull up the YouTube video with Greg Carosa um, that he did with me at the office like a month ago, excuse me, um, pull that up and post the link in the chat and maybe a Matt Vanderbo uh, thing. I mean, Vanderbo's story is hysterical. The guy had, you know, he wanted to be a rock star, um, couldn't get any traction. Then he wanted to be a hit country writer and realized that he was barking up the wrong tree and somebody at the road rally said, dude, why don't you do TV music? And he literally didn't own a keyboard, you know, like a black and white keys on a keyboard kind of keyboard. He was using the keyboard on his computer to play the MIDI notes. And he was terrible. He tells a great story that first time he turned on Pro Tools, you know, and like he saw the, the launch page and the logo, and then he just stared at it and went, now what do I do? Uh, and here we are like seven or eight years later and he's one of our highest earning members, I believe, and uh, just killing it. The, the guy's music is on the air every hour of the day somewhere in the world and he's absolutely killing it. So um, you'll see, and trust me, spend time in the forums um, and get to know your fellow members. They are a great sounding board, very positive in the forum, very helpful. Um, and you'll figure it out. Um, it's not going to happen in a month or two or three. It probably won't even happen in your first year of membership. Most people start to get some traction in their second year. They start to get more traction in their third. And usually about five years in, things start really lighting up for them. You'll find your place. 
Um, and if you think it's just you're old and you're stuck in your ways and you can't break out of it, think again. You can. So there you go. Climbing off my uh, podium now. Um, Jan Wyland is here. Um, Jan, I was just telling the the kids in the chat that uh, you'll. This is for you, Jan. <laughs> One of my daughters uh, had the incredible opportunity to go to Africa for a month with her best friend and roommate. The parents um, took the girls to Africa for a month on just trip of a lifetime. All my daughter had to do was buy her own plane ticket and everything was on that incredibly kind family. And my daughter uh, texted me and said, Dad, I just ate snook. I forgot they act, snook is a type of fish for those of you who aren't into fishing, which I can't even imagine, um, that they have snook there and apparently it's abundant enough that you can order it in a restaurant. So I was so tickled pink that my daughter ate snook. There you go. Um, I didn't say drink a fifth. I said five years. <laughs> uh, have my daughter buy musical instruments. Actually, we had her buy us. There's this company called WonkyWare. Uh, I think it's spelled W-O-N-K-Y or K-I-W-A-R-E, -E, um, Google it. Uh, it's made by um, African people. Uh, uh, a lady started the company, started making ceramics, and then she taught other people in a nearby village how to do it. So each bowl is a one-of-a-kinder. Um, and they emboss the, the patterns on the bowls and sometimes they're like a little irregular um, but that's a lot of the charm. Anyway, um, the family that took our daughter on the trip actually came over for dinner one night uh, here and they brought us one of the bowls as a little gift and I just fell in love with it. I wanted to open a wonky wear store in Los Angeles. You can only find the stuff in one store in LA. Anyway, um, so we said, go spend as much money on wonky wear as you want, our money, of course. <laughs> and she's bringing back a, a bunch of it for a bunch of it for us. So I'm very excited that I get a stash of wonky wear. Um, Jan, you just had snook. Wow, I'm so jealous. I so badly need to go fishing. Anyway, all right, let's listen to some more music. How's that? Come on, phone, cooperate, damn it. All right, uh, this one is an instrumental from Esther Che, and it's called Mystical Night. By the way, I'm going to start this over. I listened to this one before we went live tonight. Um, for those of you who wonder about a developmental arc or a dynamic build, those types of things in instrumental cues, I only listened to about 30 seconds of this, but I can tell just by, I don't know if you're going to be able to see, yeah, no. Uh, the waveform in this thing looks like, um, you know, the junk food uh, bugles? 
that's what it looks like. Starts out tiny and just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger as it moves along the thing. So pay attention to that. This is Mystical Night by Esther Chase. Whoops. There we go. Sorry, Esther. I'm sorry, Esther. I butchered that, didn't I? Um, yeah, I, I stepped on the coda. I'm sorry. Anyway, great track. Really, really, really well done. Um, kind of a, a fantasy adventure track, I would call that. Imagine, you know, a group of young kids that have entered some magical, mystical land and they're off on some big adventure and things are getting more intense. Um, Dan, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I hope your dad's checkup uh, went well. 
Um, yeah, that could be used for a trailer. Um, absolutely. Oh, look at that. Dan's getting a lot of love. Dan's coming up in our newsletter, which if I had finished everything I was supposed to earlier today, the newsletter would be coming out tomorrow, <clears throat> but I didn't. So first thing tomorrow morning over here, I will be working on uh, finalizing some stuff and the newsletter will likely, let's see, it is Monday over here. So Tuesday morning over here, which will be your Monday night. Anyway, the newsletter's coming out any day, and I interviewed Dan as our passenger profile. Really in, enjoyed interviewing him. He's a good man. Anyway, um, okay. Cut myself some slack. No. <laughs> um, no such thing as slack. Not in Lasco land. Uh, but thank you for the, uh, the thought. All right, this next one is called Burn the Bridge, and this is from Mile Fullwider. Um, I think it's a song. Let's have a listen and find out. Burn the bridge so there's no way back. Burn the bridge so there's no way back. Burn the bridge so there's no way back. Burn the bridge.
for me And I still linger on And I fool myself That it won't be long The rock and the chain That pulls me down And I free myself To higher ground I free myself To higher ground Somebody, uh, people threw out Lenny Kravitz, uh, Retro Hendrix. Um, here, I gotta scroll up in the chat. Great example of doing something that is very retro, but still contemporary enough to be used. And the hook, I mean, burn the bridge. That's usable. You'll never forget it. Living color type energy. <clears throat> I just made a noise came out of my throat <clears> that's never happened in all these years. Uh, Ken Mesford, it's Lendrix, Jimmy Kravitz, great guitar playing, great vocal, the bass part and the drum part, pretty authentically Hendrix-esque. Um, that was Miles Fullwider, and I'm guessing it's probably pronounced Fulvider, F-U-L-W-I-D-E-R. Um, really, really, really good. I love our members. I love doing these shows. I, I, you know, honestly, I wish that I could just do four of these a month. Um, incredible music. I'm proud of our members. All right. Let's listen to this one's called The Best Days. And this is by Rich Andruska. Woo. There we go. Yeah. Rich Andruska, also known as Everyday Color. Oh, 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 oh. 
Another awesome one. Um, Forrest, I'm talking to you, dude. Uh, here's a great example. Assume, I, I am assuming, uh, maybe I'm wrong about this, but maybe you're a strummy acoustic singer-songwriter. How hard would it be to take what you know, what you can do, uh, and what you're doing in your studio, and listen to this kind of music over and over and over till you start to go, oh yeah, I see the difference between what I used to do and what I can do. I think that this is a great example of taking uh, acoustic music to a, a level that's very usable. This is eminently syncable. Could be, uh, in, in, could be in a film trailer, uh, could be used in a TV show, you know, to wrap an episode at the end. Um, it could be used clearly in a commercial. Um, I, you know what I was thinking? If COVID ever like completely goes away, which I don't think it will, but the pandemic, um, you know, something interesting happened. The industry thought and we thought, everybody thought that there would be a ton of programming about the pandemic. Um, people, uh, the libraries that use taxi as their main resource were hitting us like crazy two years ago with all kinds of requests. Um, Post-pandemic music, you know, uh, uplifting, feel good, we're coming out of this, we're all in it together, we're going to make it through a brighter day, all that good stuff. Um, and very few shows are actually being made specifically about the pandemic. There are people that are doing shows that have the pandemic written into the scenes or into the story for that episode, but there aren't a, a lot of shows out there specifically about the pandemic. I thought for sure there'd be a, a slew of movies about it. Um, but this would be great for that. You know, at the end of a movie, a triumphant, that's what this is, it's triumphant makes you feel good, the best days. Um, it's optimistic, it's all that stuff. So there you go. Uh, I like it, Forrest says, I dug, oops, <laughs> I went to scroll up on my laptop with my finger, I can't do that. Uh, and now I'm talking like, uh, Forrest Gump, for some reason. All I, have, all I have to do is hear the word Forrest and I immediately start channeling Forrest Gump. Just remember, it's 11 o'clock at night over here. Uh, Forrest says, I dug the previous tune. I have Logic Pro. I think it's possible I've played guitar for 57 years. Uh, I like the instrumental commercial ideas too. So there you go. Think outside the box. Take the talent and the chops that you've already got and find a way to reinvent yourself just by moving 15% from where you are, you know? You don't have to undergo some dramatic change, but just um, some change. Uh, I, I call it the 15% rule. 15% um, might be all it takes. Anyway, there's hope out there. Don't give up. Don't go home with, you know, don't take your ball and your bat, put your tail between your legs and go home because I'm coming to your house to talk to you about that. Uh, and make sure you come to the road rally in November. I believe that it's November 3rd through the 7th 
here in Los Angeles. And I know for those of you who've never been to a road rally before, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I got to get on a plane and fly all the way out to LA and be in a hotel with 2,000 to 2,500 other musicians. I'm going to feel like a wallflower out of place. I won't know anybody. No, actually you will hang out in this chat room. You get to know some incredibly awesome people that show up for these shows all the time. Hang out in the taxi forum and make friends there. And you will find you walk into the, that hotel and I can 100% absolutely guarantee you, seriously, I can guarantee this, um, that you will have made friends that you will probably keep for life in, in the registration line before you even get your badge. If there's such a thing as like, I can't think of a better comparison, so forgive me, but like a meat market, you know, like a, like a pickup bar uh, where people go to meet members of the opposite or maybe opposite, maybe the same sex, I don't know. But whatever the context is, uh, you go, you know, out socially to meet uh, a member of any sex. And uh, that's the road rally is like that for musicians meeting other musicians to collaborate with. Um, the friendships that are built there are mind blowing. I had no idea it was going to turn into that when I first started doing the road rally or when we had the idea and, you know, kind of wrote it down on paper. All right. What would it take to do a convention? Um, but we've done 25 of them now. 23 of them were in person, two of them virtual. And the in-person thing is astonishing how many relationships are built, how many people come away with collaborators that they use or work with over and over, how many people come away with deals because they walk up to grab a beer at the bar, they see somebody who's just on a panel and they say, by the way, you're really good on that panel. How did you get started in the industry? And a conversation starts and before you know it, they're saying, so what about you? What kind of music do you make? And by the way, don't say I do rock, I do pop, I do hip hop, I do R&B, I do country, I do a little bit of everything. Bad first date, okay? Don't do that. Pick the two things or even the one thing that you do really well. Um, and, and they will think of you as a professional if you say, I do instrumental music for TV. See, that way you don't have to pick a genre. Just, I do instrumental music for TV. There you go. Um, it is, Forrest says, it's curious about the lack of pandemic. You know what I think it is? I'm kind of bouncing all over the place tonight because I'm just tired. What can I tell you? Um, I think we're all just so burnt out. In the beginning, when we thought it would last, you know, a week to flatten the curve. <laughs> that was really funny when you think back, right? Um, and then we thought, okay, well, maybe it'll go a month or two or even three. But I mean, come on, we're looking at two plus years now. Um, and it's still around. It's just not nearly as deadly for most of us. Um, sadly, for some it is. But I think everybody's just burnt out. It's like, who the hell wants to watch a movie about something that we just lived through? Um, so that's my guess. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe six months from now, Hollywood will have a, a plethora of, of shows or films about the pandemic. Um, speaking of shows, go a little off course here, but I've been known to do that. Um, 
I just started, my wife and I just started watching Ozark about four nights ago, I think. Um, three, four nights ago. I don't know. We're up to like episode six or seven in season one. People have been telling me about that show for years. Um, and we were big, we were very late to the party on um, Breaking Bad, but uh, loved it. Just totally addicted to it. There were several nights that we stayed up till three or four o'clock in the morning watching it. Um, and people kept saying, if you like Breaking Bad, which we did a lot, you're going to love Ozark. Oh my gosh. Um, they were so right about that. The first episode just totally sucks you in. Um, the acting is great. Um, <clears throat> if you haven't seen Inventing Anna on Netflix yet, watch that. The actress that plays Anna, a German, uh, a fake German heiress, uh, in that short series, which was excellent, um, plays a key role in Ozark. It, and Liz, you're 100% right. It's mind-blowing that that's the same girl. I mean, you can see her facially there, and some of her, like, curt or, I can't explain, kind of self-confident, bitchy, but somehow lovable attitude. I don't know, there's something about her, even as the character Ruth, I mean, she's basically a criminal. And you, you still love her. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you haven't seen Ozark, like I said, uh, yeah, Julia Garner, amazing actress i can't believe i didn't even know she existed before watching um inventing anna but the show uh ozark really really good fair amount of violence uh, the plot twists the writing on the show the acting wow superb yes she is ruthless foul mouth but lovable yep like my wife no, my wife is not foul-mouthed. Lovable, yes, not foul-mouthed. Uh, Martin Gravel just jumped in to salute you taxi folks. I'm so late. That's okay. I know. I'm uh, For this week and next week, uh, last week, starting the show early, uh, I'm out of the U.S. at the moment, uh, so I figured start them early because it's 11 o'clock at night for me. Plus, I like uh, having the shows be available to the people in Europe um, that you know, normally have a hard time making uh, <laughs> making the regular shows at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, hopefully, uh, Marion, my wife's not in the bedroom, which is like 25 feet away watching the show as I'm doing it because I'm in big trouble. Um, and next week, I'm 95% sure I'm going to have the publisher of... Uh, songwriting magazine from the UK and I believe the editor of the magazine as well uh, I'm just curious uh, to find out um, what it's like for songwriters coming up in, in Europe specifically the UK as opposed to the US um, I did a, a zoom meeting with the the publisher of the magazine about two three weeks ago I think uh, really nice guy. Um, so we're going to find out what it's like over there. Hey, Gareth, how are you? Welcome back. 
All right, we've got one more to listen to, and then we can hang out and chat a little bit if you want. Or we can go to bed. I mean, not with each other, but, you know. <clears throat> I'm loopy. I'm tired. All right. This is the last one. This is called Where Are We From? This is Sarah Eunice, also known as Whoever South. I love these names. Where Are We From? Where are we from? The roads is home. This whole place that we call home. We were born, but that ain't nothing. Fall for anything or stand for something. Time to stand for something. Where are we from? You get what you see. A man's word and a handshake is all that you need. When you're talking, look them straight in the eyes. And a mud hole looks like a good place to ride. Come on. The music of the whippoorwill sure sounds good. Sitting on a cypress stump in the Georgia woods. When a baby's crying We know Jesus is the truth The rest of them lie
Um, it, it was, I mean, the, the term is hick hop, um, but this is more blues hop. Um, it's actually got a lot of gospel in it. Listen to the lyric. It's basically um, like a, a blues gospel lyric. Um, love that one. Love everything about it. I, I'm so blown away. I love doing these episodes because our members are making such incredibly good music. Um, I've got to tell you, about a month ago, um, I got a call from a production music library uh, owner, um, one that I don't know very well, you know, several, not many, but several that are close friends. Um, I've known them for a long time and they're good enough friends I could call them, you know, on a Sunday night at home and they wouldn't be freaked out at all. This was somebody I'd spoken to two or three times and the gentleman said to me, um, make sure you send us your very, very best um, because there have been times in the past where we've gotten music from Taxi and we weren't that impressed. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe 15 years ago or something. Um, really, so I, I went to his company's website and spent hours listening to the music that's in their library. And I was very hard pressed to find anything. I mean, there were just a few things where I went, oh, that, that's good. But for the most part, our taxi members, the stuff that we forward routinely every day of the year, just wiped that stuff off the map. It was so much better. So I was so confused. Um, this guy's telling me, you know, our, your stuff is good, but we're looking for stuff that's exceptional. And the stuff on his site, I listened to a lot of it, was not exceptional. It was all good. It was competent. It was adequate. It was usable, which is important in the film and TV world. It's definitely syncable. But the stuff that we send to the libraries um, is really, really good and usable. Um, I was working on, I check out all the listings before they go out the door. I do one final check on every single one of them. And I was working on about six days worth of listings earlier today. And when we pull up our database of a listing, um, there are notes in the sidebar, um, which is usually the email from the person who reached out to us. If it was a phone call, they'll take contemporaneous notes. And, and put them in the sidebar next. So we've got the, the finished listing pre-Michael's edit or touch-ups, uh, which are you know minimal. Um, and, and, but I can look at what the company said when they reached out to us and requested the music. And I saw a note in there from a company that just said, wow, last batch you guys sent me. There was a lot of great stuff in there. We hear that all the time, and it's because you guys are making great music. You've learned the ropes. You understand the sync game, and you're making music that's appropriate and usable. And obviously, by listening to the music on tonight's show, it's creative and usable. And that's hard to do, because if you get too creative, it makes it hard to use. Uh, as I've often said, and it sounds even horrible to say this, um, 
you know, I'm not going to say because there's people take it out of context. Um, how many songs per brief get forwarded? Nancy, I wish I could give you a number, but it's all over the map. I mean, it, it depends on the genre. It depends on the specific request within the genre. Here's an example. If a company says they're looking for death metal, um, we probably don't have a lot of members that make death metal. Um, you know, it's probably like one or two or three percent of our members that make death metal. And I would estimate that we would probably get in somewhere between 20 and 50 submissions on that. However, the people that are into death metal are really into death metal. They generally really know what they're doing because they're completely immersed in the genre. And so if we, let's say we get 30 submissions, probably 20 of those are good enough to be forwarded because the people are so seriously into their genre. So, you know, by percentage, a high percentage would be forwarded. Um, another example might be pop, top 40 pop. Um, we have a lot of members that do top 40 pop and might get 100, 200 submissions for something like that. Um, and because the bar is so high, especially when the listing company says, we want it to be as good as the stuff on the radio, which was not really doable 10 years ago or so, it was, or is rare that that would happen. Um, but nowadays people do make stuff that sounds like records as good as what's on the radio or you know, top of a chart on, on Spotify. Um, so, you know, let's say we get 200 submissions. There is no number. It's not like, okay, well, let's find the best 10%. Um, it's hard to say, you know, uh, but if we got 200 submissions, I would guess that it would probably be around 20, but it could be 13, it could be 36, you know, so don't hold me to that. It, there is no real pattern. Um, I wish I had a better answer for you, but the bottom line is if it's good and it's on target for what they asked for, we forward it. It's that simple. Um, Ken Mesford can do death pop. Uh, here, I'll answer this question for Forrest. Uh, it's funny, I feel like I'm doing one of our new member Zooms that I do because I answer a lot of these questions in those. After the notice of a forward, how long is the average wait time to know something will happen? Um, again, there is no average. Um, it all depends on the circumstance and there is no real typical circumstance. Uh, a music supervisor working on episodic TV where they've got to have music every week for next week's show, um, they're going to make their decision really quickly. However, really important to know that a music supervisor could hear your thing and think, this is great. And they watch it against picture for the scene and they go, as much as I love it and I thought it would work for the scene, it doesn't really work in the scene as well as this other thing that I've already checked out, but it's really good. So I'm gonna put it in that folder on my desktop, whatever genre, let's call it pop. Uh, I'm gonna put it in the pop possibilities folder and, and they will keep a, a, a running folder of 
10, 20, 50, 100, 1,000 songs in a genre, and someday when they're up against it and it's late at night and they just found out that a song that they thought they had locked into picture um, can't be used be for money reasons, legal reasons, whatever, um, they'll go into that folder and they'll start listening because that folder is stuff that they liked that they think is syncable. So while maybe you didn't make it into next week's episode of NCIS, you might make it into next month's episode or one six months later or one two years later. Uh, the world record by a taxi member for having something picked up was seven years. Seven years um, from the time of the forward. Pretty rare, but it has happened. So I, I know it's torture for you guys. Like, Yes, I made it over the bar. I've been forwarded. Somebody in the industry is going to hear my music. And you're right. And I know uh, all of us on the staff um, are tortured on your behalf because we've all been there in one form or another. And you just want to know. It's kind of like going to the doctor, you know, and the doctor, you know, says, you've got something horribly wrong. I'll get back to you. It's <laughs> like, no, tell me now. Um, a music library uh, may get a request from a music supervisor working on a movie and I need a show about going down to the river, a hip hop thing about going down to the river. Um, and we run the listing and our members submit stuff to it and it goes to the library. Uh, but lo and behold, the two things that the library owner already had that might be appropriate um, get sent before he gets the stuff from taxi. It literally could be a matter of an hour, a day, whatever. There's a short window in there. Uh, and he sends it off. And lo and behold, the first thing the supervisor listens to going down the river, um, which is nothing like what the supervisor asked for, but it works with picture. It's got the going down to, to the river vibe, but it might have been an acoustic version versus an electric blues version. And the supervisor goes, this is awesome. So now the supervisor doesn't need what he reached out to several libraries and asked them if they had in library reached out to taxi. Can you guys hurry up and get me some of that stuff because I'd like to fill an order for a supervisor. So now the library's got, let's say 10 forwards from taxi. And the library owner will leave that folder on his or her desktop for some period of time, but they don't throw it out because they know there's good music in there. And at some point they go listen to it and they go, wow, I think these three out of the 10 should be in my catalog. And that's when they reach out to the members and offer them deals. Could be a week, could be a month, could be six months, could be a year. So that's where the phrase that our members came up with on their own, write, submit, forget, and repeat. The thing about the sync industry is that it's not like the record industry where you can have a hit and make a million bucks on a hit. Uh, the sync industry is a numbers game. You want to get as many pieces of music into as many catalogs as you can. Um, and over a period of time, it starts to have kind of a snowball effect and, and you gain critical mass and the snowball gets bigger and bigger as it rolls down the hill and then you start getting more and more placements. It's just not something that happens quickly. Um, 
five years. There's a, another thing that our members came up with called uh, the five-year plan. Um, and, and our most experienced members will tell you that's when they really started to gain traction. But they worked hard and they worked consistently and they were always making music. They didn't take a month or two to create one piece of music and, and put all their chips down on that one piece of music. They would try, you know, people, the, the ultimate is to get to the point where you can crank one out in a day if it's a song and maybe crank out two or three in a day if it's an instrumental um, and pitch a lot don't pitch wildly don't be silly about it don't try and put square pegs into round holes but do pitch consistently and make good pitches and over time you'll start to see patterns of what works and what doesn't work and you'll really all of a sudden the light will go on for you and that's when you are you're, you become the snowball rolling downhill. You may only be the size of a, a softball at the top of the hill, but at the end of that first year, you're the size of a basketball. At the end of year five, you're the size of an automobile. So everything I just said to you, I only know as fact because I've heard it from hundreds, actually probably thousands of our most successful members over the 30 years Taxi's been in business. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, all right, let's do, oh, it's 11.30. Oh my goodness, it's 45 seconds after 11.30. Man, I'm chatty for a tired guy. Um, Gara says it took me 10 years to understand it, but it, it does, it, you know. Um, everybody who hangs in there and does what I'm telling you has a really high probability of achieving some level of success. Some people are happy getting a couple things a year in a TV show because it's very satisfying to them. You know, it's like it, it um, lets them know that they're good and they can share that success in that moment uh, when the TV show is on and their music is in it with their family and friends. For some people, that's enough. Other people have a great day job, but they're so passionate about music. They love music and they just want to get it out there. <laughs> that phrase kills me. I just want to get it out there. What does that mean? I don't know. I just want people to hear it. Well, you need a more specific goal than that, but I understand the sentiment of just wanting to get it out there. So for that person that's got a job, let's say somebody makes, I don't know, 100 grand a year in their day job, but they make music on the side and they work at it consistently over a five-year period, it, they're probably making another 10 or 20 grand a year on top of their day gig and they're getting that personal satisfaction of getting their music heard. Then there are other people who do it for five years and end up making like 40 or 50 grand a year and go, you know, I can turn this into a $100,000 a year gig, so I'm gonna take a chance on myself. I'm going to quit my day job. Um, I'm already making money. I've already got relationships with libraries. I've already got placements. The BMI or ASCAP checks are, you know, are, are coming in at a rate of, I don't know, you know, 15K a quarter. Uh, I want to see if I can get that up to 25K a quarter. And they do. And it makes me really happy when I hear those stories. And we hear them. So there you go. Well, kids, um, it's time for me to go get some sleep. Um, 
been great hanging out with you. Good to see you in, in the chat room, <laughs> as it were. Um, and uh, I will see you guys next week. And don't forget, if you don't subscribe to the channel, please do so that uh, you get alerts when we go live. Also, hit that little alert bell. Um, I think it's a little red alert bell somewhere on the page. That will give you alerts when we go live. And also, give us a like. Um, YouTube likes people who get likes. And, and we would love to get more exposure for this channel, although it's, it's not our main thrust in life. We don't try and make any money from it. it it's all about spreading the love, spreading the education. And uh, so there you go. We will see you next week, hopefully and almost assuredly, with the gentleman from the UK Songwriting Magazine. Until then, oh, also let me congratulate all the people whose music we listened to tonight. Really, really good stuff. And thank you to our A&R department for putting that together. Profanity and all. <laughs> Be well, you guys. See you next week for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Good night. We do these shows every Monday, Gareth.